Greetings, greetings, one and all. Greetings, one and all. It is I, your debt-free degree expert, Dr. Treasure Shields Redmond, here to give you another tip, tool, or strategy for how you can get that kiddo into college and debt-free. Um, for those of you who don't know me, as I said, my name is Dr. Treasure Shields Redmond, and I am known as the debt-free degree expert. Busy parents of college-bound teens hire my company so that they can secure top-tier education without massive debt. And I do that at howtofindscholarships.info. That's www.howtofindscholarships.info. So today we're going to take it back to, to basics. We're going we're gonna to take it back to the thing that none of us can avoid. You know, I have um, close to 150 podcasts. Um, I'm sure I have that many or more of these uh, live videos that you can find on my Facebook page. And by the way, on Facebook, I am How to Find Scholarships. And, you know, I t I've talked about everything, all kinds of, you know, high-level strategies, mid-level strategies, uh, simple strategies. But right now, I'm going to talk about the most basic thing of all, <laughs> and that is grades. In fact, this video is called Grades, the First Line of Debt Defense. So... Let's talk about it. Let's talk about um, what can, what strategies can you use um, to help your kiddo raise their grades and qualify for more scholarships. So before we talk about those strategies, let me let me make sure that everyone is clear what I mean when I mention the primacy, the the supremacy of grades. So. Can you get scholarships and not have a great GPA? Sure. Can you get into college and not have a great GPA? Sure. Um, can not having a great GPA almost ensure unless you have some incredible talent at sports or some other incredible talent that you will go into Decades of crushing student loan debt. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Grades are, are really key to ensuring that you don't have to go into decades of student loan debt for your university degree. So, um, of course, somebody would call on this phone as soon as I start recording. Let me turn off the ringer. And remember to do that from now on. So what can you do to raise, help your kiddo raise their grades and qualify for more scholarships? I'm going to tell you. Uh, number one, you want to make sure that you choose courses at the right difficulty level. Sometimes you'll hear um, uh, teachers call it rigor, R-I-G-O-R. If something is rigorous, that means that it is a difficulty level that causes 
your kiddo to reach. It challenges them. So you want to choose courses that are at the right difficulty level. Now, best case scenario, uh, your child can proceed from ninth grade up through 12th grade in a straight line, taking classes that become more and more rigorous and doing well in them. That is best case scenario. But as we know, people have off years, pandemic years, uh, illnesses, um, uh, sometimes people have dyslexia or something that specifically affects their ability to deal with text on the page. So there are certain courses where the rigor level, though it would seem with their level of intelligence, their age, how they've done in previous courses, that, you know, this would be a great choice for them. But once you get in the class, the child realizes, ooh, this AP calculus, that was going a little far. I was doing good at pre-calculus. I can get my high school diploma with just up to Algebra 2. Um, and pre-calculus was showing that I stretched myself as far as my math courses. That's going to look good on my college applications. But I don't need AP Calc in order to graduate or get into my target schools. And it looks like I'm about to pull a strong and hard-earned C in this AP course. So that lets you know that the difficulty level is a little bit too high for them if when they are working very hard, um, the best they can do is a C. So you want to make sure you help them to pick a schedule that has the right difficulty level. Yes, you want your kiddo to be challenged, but you also don't want them to have a whole bunch of you know, grades below B's on their transcript if they're trying to get scholarships. So number two, you need to teach your kiddo the difference between cramming and studying. All right, a lot of kids just don't have study skills. Um, you know, for whatever reason, they don't have study skills. And when you study something, you look over it. You look over it, you look away from it and see if you can tell what the next piece of information is that's coming. You create a, a flashcards for yourself with answers on one side and questions on the other. Uh, you make up little self quizzes. Um, you, you, you have someone hold the book and ask you questions and see if you get answers right. Those are examples of studying. Cramming is when you wait until the night before a test or the class periods before a test and you try to quickly memorize the items that may show up on the test. So your kiddo needs to get into a, a habit of looking over everything that they went uh, over that day in school, just looking over it for 20 minutes. Even if there's no quiz coming up or no test or no test that is coming up, they should study, look over the things, um, challenge themselves to see how much they can remember a long time before a test, right? So that's number two. Number one, 
Courses at the right rigor level. Number two, learn the difference between cramming and studying. Number three, practice bud nipping. I don't know if you guys ever watched the Andy Griffith show, but there was this uh there was this sheriff in a very small town, and his name was Andy Griffith, and he had a colleague, a fellow sheriff. Um, and I forget what, what, what was his name? What, what was that guy's name? I can't remember his name, but I can see his face. Um, but anyway, he used to say, Andy, I'll tell you, one thing you got to do is butt nipping. <laughs> you got to nip it in the bud. <laughs> and he was talking about, uh, or he was talking about with his parenting when he sees his child becoming wayward or, or, or becoming a bad kid, you have to nip those behaviors in the bud. Well, I am advocating that you nip classes that are a poor fit in the bud. You know, high school is the last time you will be able to helicopter in and hover in and, and go to the principal's office and exert, throw around your weight as a taxpaying parent and say, I know we're three weeks into the school year. But this particular teacher is not a good fit for my child. I've, I've heard enough stories. I've had enough experiences. I've already, you know, they, they already have a progress report. And I can just tell that this isn't going to work. I don't want any sanctions against that teacher. I don't want to continue talking about that teacher. But I want my child's schedule changed. That's what I want. I want my child's schedule changed. <laughs> and let me tell you, these things are fast-tracked through when parents show up uh, at the school. Um, you know, people take the, the, the path of least resistance. School administrators always take the path of least resistance when it comes to parents. And, you know, let's move early on. So we're at the beginning of the school year for many kiddos. You might be seeing some red flags now. Teachers are just human. The, I know that we want to teach our child that every teacher isn't going to love you and you're not going to love every teacher because when they get to college, they're going to have some professors who are boring. They're reading from 30-year-old notes, droning on like Bueller, Bueller, and they still got to pull out what they need to pull out in order to get that degree at the end. But that lesson might not be the one to teach during their senior year in high school. They might they might need to learn it later. So I say bud nip, nip it in the bud. Number four, I want you to teach your kiddo how to pay attention to the teacher's syllabus. Teach them how grades will be calculated. If the teacher is saying in the syllabus that they're spending a whole 30% of their mark on class participation, then that lets you know that your child needs to raise their hand, ask questions, make comments, make connections, uh, ex express concerns, ask for clarification, all of those things. Because that teacher is really valuing, really privileging class participation. So have them look at the syllabus at the beginning of the year so they can have the best chance of making the best grade. And last but certainly not least, you and your team need to partner up. 
School is a group project. No, I do not mean you should be doing their assignments for them. But I do mean that they should see you as somebody that they consult with, that they go to as a resource, because the ultimate goal is to do as well as you can so the transcripts looks as good as it can so that you can get the most scholarships and get into colleges that really fit your gifts and goals. So you guys have got to parent up. I don't know if you've had a rough teen experience with them and you know they're kind of surly and don't want to talk to you and 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 think you and think everything that comes out of your mouth is just boring or uncool but you're gonna have to pull that thing together with them <laughs> pull it together it's go time especially if they are a high school senior even if they are an 11th grader it's time to pull it together partner up with your team all right those are the items that um, you need to pay attention to so that this grade situation won't get in between you and a debt-free degree. I'm Dr. Treasure Shields Redmond. I want you to go to, um, I want to, I, I, I want to, um, uh, you to go to howtofindscholarships.info. I thought I saw a comment right there. And um, contact me. Read about the services my um, company offers and join howtofindscholarships.info. See you all next time.